Thank you. When I was your age, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to be. It wasn't until after I got into college and, and started taking courses and talking to people and seeing what was going on that I decided I really want to be a scientist. I thought about pre-med. I thought about a lot of other things. It's just I got drawn to the beauty of the science and, and the things I could understand. And uh, the field that I'm in now is a field that didn't exist as a scientific field when I was your age. There was a discovery made about that time, which was a relic left over from the beginning of the universe. And before that time period, other scientists used to scoff at people that would talk about, you know, what's the origin of the universe? Where do we come from? How does it all fit together? It really wasn't considered science. It was considered something that philosophers and religious people and speculators did. And, uh, but I was always kind of an outlaw. And fortunately, like uh, the, the young lady that asked the question before, uh, I didn't end up in a correctional institution. I ended up in a university. Uh, there's not a lot of difference. <laughs> but you get more freedom in a, in a university. And uh, it, it, really, uh, it really was the fact that I was willing to go into a new area. I wanted to go to the frontier. I wanted to answer some of these questions that were really fundamental questions like, you know, what are the secrets of the universe? You know, how did we get here? How does it all fit together? You know, the big picture, the origin of, of everything. And uh, so I just started thinking about taking that as a serious problem, you know, treating it as, as something that could be solved, that we could do tests, that it's like a, a detector of solving a crime that's been committed. You can look for the clues, you can start undoing it. And uh, the next thing I knew, I was building instruments and going out making observations. And before I know it, I was going to unusual places. We were flying things on balloons, and, and some balloons ended up in the jungles of Brazil and some in the badlands of South Dakota. I ended up going to the South Pole, and the answer is yes, it is cold at the South Pole, really cold. And it's really flat. And one of the things they don't tell you before you go down there is it's also really high. The altitude is over 10,000 feet. It's really hard to breathe. The sun doesn't go down. It just goes around and around. You get really disoriented, and when you first land there, you go out and you say, you see this activity, and you run in, and you get out of the cold, and you say, I'm here, and I'm safe. And, uh, but then you realize you can't put your equipment out where everybody is, you've got to move away. So we set our equipment up a mile away from the South Pole. And after we'd been out there a little while and surveying the site, I looked sort of around the horizon, and there was nothing there. It was completely flat, as far as you could see. In fact, they tell me for 500 miles in every direction. And if I looked way over there about where that window is, I could see this little speck, which is where all the people were. You know. And if the wind blew, that, that speck would disappear. It would just be white these little ice crystals going around. And the only features that were on the landscape are things we call sestrugi, things that were like an inch or two inches high, ice crystals, tiny ice crystals that made little sand dunes uh, out on the ice. And uh, I realized sometimes life is like that. You're just out, no direction, no nothing. You're out there by yourself with your whatever you're doing, and it's up to you to figure out how to get through and do it. But, you know, who would have ever guessed when I was at your age or couple of years later, that I'd end up at the South Pole or putting something on a rocket or a balloon and doing observations and really learning something about the secrets of the universe. Now, I was going to tell you the secrets of the universe. I, I got them here on a, on a piece of paper, uh, you know, about how to start time and create all the space and time. But I think that's something for you to just, you know, learn for yourself. <laughs> so I, I shouldn't have turned this up. I had on the back of this, we ran out of space. There's not a lot of paper in this hotel. Uh, I ran out of space. I had this idea about how to convert strep A, which is the flesh-eating bacteria, into a fat-eating bacteria. I, 
I think that's, <laughs> you know, so I have a lot of problems for us when we're older. But uh, I, I, really, uh, I really wanted to say, like the rest, I've had a tremendous amount of fun, and I've just gone uh, where things have led me by picking an idea and taking it seriously, thinking about what I was doing, just following it, and I've had incredible adventures. And, and your life will be like that, too. You will have a journey that's your life that you'll go along, and that journey will take you somewhere. And if you follow a goal and you pay attention, you will have adventures. And maybe you won't go to the South Pole, but you'll have adventures of some kind. And uh, so instead of telling you about the secrets of life, I wanted to t uh, of, of, of the universe, I wanted to tell you something else that, that I haven't quite heard here, that uh, you guys have just passed a major milestone, and you're getting ready to go into four years of really intense development for you. And uh, it's a natural process of what it's like to be a human. One thing that set humans apart from everyone else is that we have a really long period of youth. And that's a long period in which you learn and, and uh, characterize things. What happens is you learn knowledge and you learn about our culture. And the reason that your youth is so stretched out is because you can have a student-mentor relationship. That is, you're not equals with somebody else and having to learn from them. You, you have someone who's got the experience before you and you're learning it from you. The next four years is going to be an incredible change in your life. You're going to go from being lowly scum freshmen this fall to these godly seniors in just four years. And that's pretty spectacular. If you're at a university, it's quite amazing. And you're going to find this hard to believe. But you should start thinking of yourself that you're going to surpass the people that have been your mentors and have been the people you've looked up to. And you may think, that's pretty crazy. Well, for years I've been involved in this program where we select 50 outstanding high school teachers, and we bring them to our laboratory, to Lawrence Berkeley Lab, and we put them in research groups for the summer. And on Monday, I have two teachers that are going to join my group. And to you these days, you'd call them Mr. Bell and Ms. And, and Ms. McDowell. They're going to come into my group. And, and I called them up last week, and I said, here are the projects that I'm interested in having you work on. And they say, I don't know. And, and Ms. McDowell said, I've been reading your book. I don't know if I'll have it all understood in time to, 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 to really do stuff. It's just the opposite relationship to what you're used to. And, and I'm, not, I'm getting used to that after enough years. The first time when a high school teacher was deferential to me, I thought that was pretty strange. But now what I notice is not only the differential to me, but they're differential to the seniors and the young graduate students I have working in the project. When they come, they look up to people who are only four years older than you are, and they learn from them. So there's a reversal going to happen of the student-mentor relationship. And you're, part of the reason you're here is you're going to have to pick new mentors, and you're going to have to start synthesizing. You look around you, you can't get everything fed to you the way you did in high school. You'll have to choose people to take different aspects of your life from so you can learn what to do. And you'll have to be more selective in turning who you learn from because you'll specialize in certain areas that are your, that are your life goals in terms of your career. But there are other, thing, other examples. And part of what this program is is to provide you some of those examples, give you the opportunity to talk to some of the people here and learn from them and take what you think is good you know, and, and find out who else you should go and talk to. That's what you'll be doing. But your four years coming here are going to be amazing. You're going to go from, from, you know, where occasionally you're called kids, to you're going to be adults. Of course, adults never stop learning. We're not really adults either. We're still learning. I learn every day.